Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ be multiplied to all of us this hour of grace and ever henceforth. Amen. As the children of God, we have learned that we cannot receive anything of God except he be merciful unto us, except he by his grace would bestow his blessing upon us. We have not earned, we have not merited any of God's blessings. We have earned and merited only his punishment. We have merited that which we read in the scriptures that sin merits for us. But the Bible tells us that our Heavenly Father desires to be merciful unto his children. And beloved, it was not only in the beginning when we first believed that we needed God's grace and mercy. But daily we need the grace of God. Daily we need and understand that God is merciful unto us. His mercy reaches unto us because of his love, because of Jesus Christ. It has not changed that we should merit anything, any of God's blessings. But our Heavenly Father has made known unto us that we shall not receive anything of God unless we ask. And Jesus taught his disciples that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, you shall receive it of him. But let us pray of him according to the words of the Apostle James, that as we pray that it would not be according to what we think sometimes we would like to receive of him, that we might consume it upon our lusts. But according to the needs of our hearts, may we pray according to that need. The Bible tells us that, as we have heard many times, that the heart of man is deceitful above all things. It is desperately wicked. Who shall know it? I know the heart, the Bible tells us. God the Father knows the heart. He alone is the one who tries the reins. Therefore, the psalmist David also cried unto God, as he had understood that his heart was not one in which he could lean upon and trust in for strength, it could only lead him astray, away from the throne of God and from the forgiveness of sins. Therefore he also prayed unto God, that, O God, search my heart and know it. 
Try me and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. We are entirely in the hands of God. If at any time we should think that we can of our own strength or wisdom and understanding know the way that leads unto eternal life, we have deceived ourselves. We do not remember what sinners we are. That as sinners we are entire sin before God in ourselves. It has not changed since we believed. Only in this way do we stand righteous before God. When we stand upon that foundation which is immovable, Jesus Christ the righteous, and by faith in him we stand righteous. Our faith sometimes becomes small. It seems that all of God's children have this complaint, that their faith is not so great, is not so strong, that they have not need to be strengthened in their faith. As the first love dwells in our hearts, as we have loved the Lord Jesus Christ because he first loved us, this evening for that reason we pray unto him, looking unto him for a source of strength, looking unto him for that measure of his goodness that might descend in our, into our hearts, which is able to strengthen us in faith, that might again remind us that in ourselves we are nothing, but in him we are complete, and by faith we are complete in the Lord Jesus Christ. By faith we believe that Jesus Christ is our all in all things. Satan, the enemy of the soul, would want to shift our eyes of faith from the Savior. Lead us to embrace our own goodness at times. And trust in that for something that we could offer unto God for strength or for merit. But that God surely must be pleased with me because today I don't think I have fallen into sin. The Bible tells us that we, though we should have done all things that has been asked of us to do, we have only done that which was our duty to do. We are unprofitable servants, so then where do we stand as God's children? We still stand under this consolation alone which the Holy Spirit testifies unto us is our consolation, namely Jesus Christ, so that the life that we live in our flesh today, we live in by the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for us. For our text of meditation this evening, I would like to read from the word of God, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ spoken unto his disciples in the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, as is recorded in the fifth chapter of Matthew. And Jesus speaks these words, and we by the grace of God pray that these words which Jesus has spoken 
for which reason he spoke these words, you and I also may be benefited by them in our faith. The word of God is as follows in Jesus' name. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely, for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Amen. As we read concerning the life of Jesus Christ, we read that he gave no consideration unto his own flesh, never gave himself unto a weary body. But when the hours of darkness came, when men as you and I are sleeping and giving rest unto our bodies, the Lord Jesus Christ was found at the Mount of Olives in the Garden of Gethsemane where he often resorted, praying in behalf of those who would believe upon him, praying for himself that God would give him strength to accomplish the work which he was sent to do. The Savior also today does not become weary in praying for you and I that we would better understand the gift of the Lord Jesus Christ, the mercy of God which we are asked to love. Our Savior, as he often prayed, and he prayed all the night long, and early in the morning as he came down into the cities, the multitudes were drawn around him. Why were they drawn near unto him? Many for different reasons were drawn near to him. But Jesus did not consider who it was that came unto him or what their intent and purpose was. But his intent and purpose for speaking unto them was always this that they might hear his words and believe them and do according to his teachings so their souls would be saved. He prayed that if a man would come unto him for selfish reasons, 
that he would have a change of heart, that he would humble himself with the sick of the palsy, that he would humble himself with Peter and cry, Have mercy upon me, O Lord, I am an unworthy man. The Lord Jesus Christ desires to reveal his mercy. He desires that all men would come to know him, that they would understand him according to the scriptures. That they would not have only a head knowledge of him, but a spiritual experience of what Jesus Christ is unto mankind, what he has become for them, that he has become sin for all the world, that we, the entire world, might be made the righteousness of God in him by faith. Jesus, therefore, at this occasion also, when the multitudes were drawn near unto him, and the disciples come close unto him, for Jesus does not turn away from them, but he speaks unto them. He loved everyone with an undying love, with a love that has not dampened in this day either. As the Lord Jesus Christ always desires to be lifted up before all the children of men, we pray that Jesus also would be heard this evening according to the message of this text that is before us. Jesus begins by telling his disciples, And as many as will hear him, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He turns unto the world and he speaks contrary to the world, contrary to the way that the world thinks. The world, our own flesh, thinks that it has to become rich in itself, in its goodness, before the kingdom of God can belong unto them. We think many times that we have to offer something to God for ourselves, something good before God can accept us as his children, before he can give unto us eternal life. The kingdom of God, we understand, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That the world strives to find. You and I have also striven to find that. And by the grace of God, we have found the kingdom of God. By the grace of God, we have found God's kingdom. The world also asks this question, that what is truth? Truth is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. So they strive to find this truth in the Lord Jesus Christ through deeds of their own. But when we ceased to recognize that our deeds could merit nothing of God's goodness for us, nothing of God's pleasure in our behalf, no gift was offered unto us through deeds of righteousness on our own part. We came to that place we when our hearts were broken at the cross of Calvary. We came to that place when we had to cry unto God that I am dead in trespasses and sins. There is nothing I can do of myself self to earn the goodness of God, the forgiveness of sins. But Jesus says how wonderful it is when man comes to understand that he is at poverty with himself and 
that he has nothing good in himself to offer unto God. He is an empty vessel of goodness, full of sin. That is the only thing that God asks of us that we offer unto him. That's what God has made known from the beginning of time. Blessed are those that are contrite in spirit. A broken heart and a broken and a contrite spirit God will not despise. Such is the case of those who mourn. Jesus tells us, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. When we mourn, what do we mourn over? Jesus here is showing unto us the way unto salvation. Mourning over sin, sadness and sorrow afflicts our souls. But precious fruit is this for repentance. And precious is the road that leads unto the kingdom of God. And for the way of mourning over sin, the way of sorrow, leads through the door into the kingdom of God. And straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads unto life eternal. Straight is the gate. And we cannot enter through the Lord Jesus Christ into the kingdom of God with our own sins. But what would want us to be rid of our sins? And only because we have seen and we know that our sins have caused a sin-defiled soul. Sin has caused us to become separated from God. And sin leads us unto eternal destruction. That's why also we desire not at any time to carry sin upon our conscience. When we were afflicted because of our sins, sorrow was in our souls. The flames of hell was burning at our feet because of our sins. Was there a desire to enter into the kingdom of God with our sins? We had hoped there would have been an easier way into the kingdom of God than through repentance of our sins. But we have learned that this was the best way. That there was no other way unto righteousness, peace, and joy. But the way to be rid of our sins through repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed are they that mourn, Jesus states here. It does not mean that our mourning earns salvation. It does not merit salvation for us either. All our sorrow does not earn anything for us, but it is that step that we have reached whereby God is able to reveal unto us that there is something better for you and I. There was something better and we have found that which is better, better than that of sin upon our hearts. There was the goodness of God in Jesus Christ that was made known unto us. And here comes the next state of blessedness that Jesus speaks of. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. When our hearts are burdened and weighed down because of our sins, we no longer can see that there is anything that you and I can do of our own. Now we submit ourselves. Meekness means to be submissive or humbled under God. We are pleading for his grace that he now would begin to teach us and that we would no longer walk according to our reasoning and thinking, 
And what might I do of my own to be saved? The meekness that comes from heaven, that meekness which has entered our hearts now, whereby God can easily teach us and show us the way unto righteousness, peace, and joy. There is poverty in our hearts. There is sorrow over sin. There is emptiness. There is a meek and humble spirit. Jesus then tells such a one, Come unto me, you who are laboring in your sins, and I will give you rest. Here now comes the next state of blessedness for the poor sinner. For ones as we have been, who have been in the world and experienced the teachings of our Savior here. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. There was a hunger and thirst after a better righteousness than our own righteousness. The Lord Jesus Christ came unto us. He who knew no sin, who was made sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And he revealed himself unto us through the gospel of reconciliation when it was declared unto us, that son be of good cheer, thy sins are forgiven thee. We were filled through faith in these words that were declared unto us. And it was not in our ability to believe these words either that thy sins are forgiven thee in Jesus' name and precious blood. It was heaven itself that brought this gift of faith into our hearts to believe in the righteousness of Jesus Christ for our righteousness. It was heaven that came down into our hearts and filled our souls with what the Lord Jesus Christ has become for us. Faith is a gift of God. The Bible tells us that by faith we have received the Lord Jesus Christ, who of God has become unto us for wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves we now have experienced. We have not been able to merit through good works what God has done for us, but Jesus Christ is our merit before God. Now in the Lord Jesus Christ we have been created unto good works. And the grace of God, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, constrains our hearts to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. That we may be a light unto them whom we had walked with in sin and darkness. Behold, all things have become new unto him who has believed in Jesus, the glory of God. All things have become new, all things are passed away. Our conversation is no longer on the things of this earth in this world. Our conversation are upon those things which are everlasting. Namely, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord, becomes our testimony. We speak unto the world of the grace of God in Jesus Christ, that through him alone is truth found. 
In him alone is there righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Blessed are the pure, or blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Jesus tells us here that though we have found the righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, that now we are to be merciful unto others as we have received mercy of God. <clears throat> if we have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ under the forgiveness of our sins, and we cannot have forgiveness towards someone else, the light that has shined into your heart and mine, the glory of God that has come from heaven into our souls, if we cannot bring this glory unto our enemy or unto him who has offended you and I, who has spoken unto us words that would have caused offense unto me, unto you, if we cannot remember that soul with mercy, Jesus tells us in the following words, that only when we are merciful, then are we pure in heart and we shall see God. Jesus tells us that if we do not forgive our brother his sins, neither will our Father in heaven forgive us. If we do not walk with mercy toward God or toward fellow mankind, as God has been merciful unto us, think not that we shall obtain or receive mercy in return. We do not have the strength of ourselves to be merciful. I have not had strength to show love and forgiveness toward others of my own. There is no one here this evening who are asked to have strength of their own or on their own part to be merciful unto someone else. But Jesus tells us that sin is such that it is so difficult to live with that there is no one who can overcome it of their own. If we should have erred and fallen into sin, we cannot of our own have that sin removed through deeds of righteousness on our part. It is the blood of Jesus Christ alone who can, which can remove the sin. Well, in turn, it also works that if my brother has sinned against me, the Bible tells me that I cannot of my own have merciful, but there is a one who has been merciful unto me who is greater than I am. There is one who has been merciful and has carried forgiveness toward all the world. It is he who on the cross of Calvary cried, Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. He is greater in us than he that is in the world. Our carnal flesh and our corruption is not able to walk with mercy and love towards someone else. We are not asked to. It is not expected of us to be able to walk with love and forgiveness toward any man on our own part. For this reason, it is so important that we walk by faith. This is why the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. If we do not have love and forgiveness, then we are dying and that shall soon finish its perfect work, and that is to be separated from God. Sin shall finish its perfect work. 
and bring death unto our souls. But we have received that substance from heaven above, from the throne of grace, from the altar of mercy which is here also this evening in our midst. We have received the power from heaven, faith from God, to be able to embrace the Lord Jesus Christ for our mercy. Through him we are able to show mercy and kindness, to walk in love toward our enemy, to him who has sinned against us. The Bible tells us that if you become weary and faint in your souls, that is to say, if you do not feel that you are able to have forgiveness, if you are not able to walk with mercy and loving kindness toward someone, consider him that has gone before you, who endured such contradiction of sinners, such hatred toward him, who endured such contradiction and such evil against him, who was rejected and despised and crucified and nailed to the cross of Calvary, but who had love, yea, who has had love toward me, for I also crucified the Son of God on Calvary's mountain with my sins. Consider him who endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest at any time you become weary and faint in your souls, who for the joy that was before him endured the cross. The Lord Jesus Christ looks with joy and rejoicing upon you and I, his purchased possession. He looks with rejoicing and gladness in heart when he sees you and I in his love, as he recognizes that his children are still walking in humility, abiding at the throne of grace, not yet having risen above the forgiveness of sins, who is the Lord Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of our sins. The Lord Jesus Christ is able to continue to bear with his children, though even we have erred and fallen short of the glory of God. If we do not have a merciful heart this evening, do not think that your hearts are pure. The Bible tells us in the twelfth chapter of Hebrews, that if there is bitter envying and strife in your heart, this is not a this is not good. This is a, become a sin, and we are no longer pure in heart. We shall not see God. If there is bitter envying and strife in our hearts, death is knocking at the door, and the fulfillment of sin. The end of sin is this, that one becomes eternally separated from God. How will it be on the last day when you shall not hear, if I should not hear, come ye blessed of my Father, and inherit the kingdom that has been prepared for you? Will these be sweet words to be heard by these ears of ours? because we were not merciful unto others. May the children of God remember often what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for them. We are not asked to look unto our tribulations and our temptations. We shall fail when we look to them, for they are so heavy that we cannot bear them. 
But look unto Jesus Christ who has borne the temptations to be unmerciful. But never did he yield unto an unmerciful heart. Jesus was tempted in every way like as you and I are. Tempted also even, beloved, listen, to be unforgiving. But never for one moment did he yield to that temptation. For his love was too great for you and I. He would not at any time yield unto sin. That we might always know that the Heavenly Father loves sinners. And desires that everyone would not carry his sins but quickly put them, put them away. That he might be free and rejoice in his salvation which is in Jesus Christ. The Hebrew writer tells us that Jesus, who was tempted like as you and I are, but was tempted without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace and the altar of mercy. For there you shall find help in every time of need. Is there a need with anyone here this evening for forgiveness? The Lord Jesus Christ declares from his throne of grace that there is pardon for your sins. He has no pleasure in those who carry sin upon their conscience. In those works there is no joy at the throne of grace and the altar of mercy. But there is rejoicing in heaven when God's children continue to put their sins away. When they continue to believe their sins forgiven in the name and blood of Jesus Christ. For herein we are able to walk through the blood of Jesus Christ with fellowship and in fellowship with one another, in fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ, John writes in his first epistle. Isn't it wonderful to know that the Savior has such mercy for us? He has such love for us that he is willing to forgive us our sins. Our many sins he forgives us. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us, did not come into the world to condemn the world. But the world was already abiding under condemnation. But he came into the world and still as he sits upon his throne of grace, he abides at the altar of mercy with his own blood, desires mercy, desires that you and I would always be humbled. Abiding at his feet, abiding at the throne of grace where there is the forgiveness of sins, where the blood of Jesus Christ covers us. Jesus told Peter that if I wash not your feet, you shall have no part with me. That if we do not forgive our brother their sins, then we shall not have a part of heaven. We shall not become heirs of eternal life. But we are not those this evening, are we? Who are carrying a bitter heart. For we remember tonight that Jesus has loved us so much. He has carried us with so much forgiveness that he has, even when we did not have a forgiving heart, he desired forgiveness. He desired that we would ask for forgiveness he desired always that you and I would have forgiveness, for he forgives also. 
Harden not your heart therefore unto the Lord, the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Harden not your hearts against him, but be merciful and forgive. An unmerciful and an unforgiving heart is one that has sin upon its conscience. To be unmerciful is to have carried sin. Jesus then explains that when we have mercy we are pure in heart. And when we walk with purity in our hearts, the peace of heaven is in our hearts, the joy of salvation is our conversation, is our life. Then we become the peacemakers. There is no peace when one does not have mercy. And he who has not mercy does not bring peace with him. But he brings stumbling, a stumbling block. Causes offenses. Jesus said, but blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. We greet one another with God's peace. Because we have peace upon our hearts. Because our hearts have been purified by faith. Because our sins are forgiven us in the name and blood of Christ. And our hearts have been filled with thankfulness. We now desire that this peace and comfort that we have received. Would always be. Would always abide. In the midst of God's children. That this would rule their hearts every day. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the children of God. Not only heaven testifies unto us. That we are God's children. By the spirit that he has given unto us. But we as God's children. Are able to see that we are his children. Through the testimony that comes from our lips. Through the conversation that we have when we gather together. When we speak of the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of God. When we meditate. When we fellowship around this word of God. Which has saved our souls. That which has cleansed and purified our hearts. We speak of God's word. That which sanctifies God's children, which leads them into all truth. We desire to be strengthened in faith and to know more of the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore we speak the word of God when we come together. We declare and testify the will of God in Jesus Christ. Let us not be negligent to do these things. And especially as we see the last day approaching... As we see the sin in this world as a flood increasing, enveloping the entire world so much that there is no form of godliness left in the world anymore. We know the last day is here. Soon knocking on the door. Let us not forget the assembling of ourselves together. For this intent and purpose that we may fellowship around the word of God, which is able to strengthen us. 
in him. And if any man has sinned, James writes, forgive him his sins. This we need to be often assured of. And even this evening as God's children, as we hear of the love of God in Jesus Christ, we learn and are reminded of the forgiveness that there is in Jesus Christ. And our hearts are moved to thank him. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Jesus spoke these words like unto the verse that he previously spoke that they which are persecuted for righteousness sake theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For righteousness sake, because of our testimony, because of Jesus Christ, when we speak unto the world of what Jesus has done for us, when we reprove them of their sins, preaching repentance unto them, their sufferings of Christ, this is not often received very lightly by the world. But they become angry, and many times they show a very unwilling heart to receive our testimony. And they would rather have us removed from their presence, that this testimony would not be heard. This is a persecution that the world has against us. It, the world will always revile the children of God. Our own flesh is a persecution unto us, how can we tell how many of us this evening have been able to listen unto the word of God entirely? That we have not let one word slip by our ears, that it has not entered into our hearts. As God's children, we have this flesh to contend with. It often becomes so weary and unwilling to submit itself to bend down unto, under the mighty hand of God. That many times I have listened to sermons but cannot remember many words that I had heard. We need forgiveness for this also. We need forgiveness and the mercy of God for this. As God's children we experience indeed a persecution from our own flesh. There is a warfare within us. The flesh wars and lusts against the spirit of God and the spirit against the flesh. But thanks be unto God that I am not condemned because of my many weaknesses and failings. Because I am not able to walk in perfection as a Christian in this life. And my outward walk indeed many times is not a bright light in this world. But by faith I stand pure before God. By faith I embrace the Lord Jesus Christ for my perfection and righteousness. I have to even admit this evening that today there have been faults and failures on my part. But such is the testimony of all of us, I am sure. There have been faults and failures. We have not submitted ourselves so wholly unto God that we have at every moment and every minute of the day been able to stand pure in thought before God. 
Do you think that it is necessary for God at every moment to look upon you and I with forgiveness through the Lord Jesus Christ and because of his blood? Do you think that the Heavenly Father is only, does only need to look upon us with forgiveness when we find it necessary to be assured that our sins are forgiven us, not only at those times and moments, but always? The blood of Jesus Christ is before God to cleanse us of our sins continuously. The Bible tells us the Spirit of God reproves us and the elders have taught us that we confess those sins which we know and feel. Our flesh will not submit itself unto God as we would often desire it to. There is a warfare, it is a it is a mighty battle often to humble ourselves at the throne of grace. The devil, if he's not there to build us up and right, to, to uplift us up above the forgiveness of sins or the throne of grace, telling us that now, because we have been in faith for three years or thirty years, you have become such a good Christian that you do not always need the grace of God. You have become a good Christian. We are not good Christians, but our goodness is in Jesus Christ. Therein we are good. Because we believe in him, God calls us good Christians. But when we look unto the outward walk, the Christian light that we are to be, we ask God to be merciful and help us to be a better light to our children. Unto our husband and wives and unto our partners at work, yea, unto all the world. God, help me that I will avail myself of your mercy. That your grace and mercy may become so precious unto me that I would desire to walk with mercy. That I would walk with light. A light that shows mercy and kindness. It shows love unto all the world. The Lord Jesus Christ desires to show this mercy unto us. As many as desire his mercy, so he will be merciful. The Bible asks this question that how man would I have thee to walk nor stand before me? But that thou would love mercy, do justly, and walk humbly before God. How are we able to love mercy? In no other way but that we find ourselves needy of his mercy. Sometimes perhaps we are tempted to say that, yes, I need mercy, but are there thoughts upon our hearts that I have been so good today that I don't need his mercy? We need his mercy always. Then the devil would have bring us so low in our infirmities, in our faults and failures, that he would tell us that the grace of God does not belong unto you anymore, that your sins are so many that they are so numerous and so grievous before God and the children of God around you that the grace of God does not belong to you. The mercy of God belongs unto better ones. But the words of God still stand steadfast and sure unto that heart, unto the one who is so burdened and weighed down because of his infirmities, that God still would have you to love his mercy. And to love his mercy then would give you the access, would give you the strength, would give you the courage to say that, Oh 
thank you, Father, that I am still able to find him, that in the Lord Jesus Christ there is forgiveness. Thank you, Father, that I am still able, by the testimony from, that comes from heaven, to believe him, that my sins are forgiven me through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And though I have failed and fallen so grievously oftentimes, that I will not have to be separated from thee. Our hearts can sing with the song.